Welcome to the Anxiety Coaches Podcast, a relaxing and informative show where we explore anxiety, panic, and PTSD, sharing how you can overcome them for life. Aloha, welcome back to the Anxiety Coaches Podcast. I'm your host and coach, Gina Ryan, and I am so happy to be with you again today as together we can consider the many ways to bring your mind and body back to its natural peace and calm. We offer a number of ways to help you with your journey here at Anxiety Coaches Podcast, and I hope you will take advantage of everything that we offer. Be sure to subscribe to this twice-a-week podcast. I'd also suggest visiting our website where you can sign up for our newsletter, you can listen to the 10-minute body scan meditation, and check out the group and one-on-one coaching options, along with the resources and more information on anxiety. Go to anxietycoachespodcast.com and check all that out today. In today's episode, I want to talk about how poor boundaries can lead you to anxiety. And this is an interesting topic, and it was brought top of mind to me after I received an email from a past guest on the show, John Kim, and you may remember him as the angry therapist. He was on episode 267, if you want to check that out. And he had sent an email uh, out that was excellent um, about boundaries, and it triggered me to get to thinking about how I don't think I have covered this in great depth here. So I wanted to talk today about boundaries. One of the things with boundaries is that Without them, our lives can feel scary. They can feel dangerous. Um, and when you don't protect or even have boundaries, uh, your needs go unmet. You can burn out, you can be angry, anxious, or you can go into compulsive behaviors for relief. And so you can see life without boundaries feels scary and dangerous. That is exactly the place we don't want to be. Scary and dangerous, even if it's just in our imagination, can trigger our amygdala to set off our fight or flight. It's the last place we want to be. So if we're living a life without boundaries, we can very easily see how that could be leading us to just be constantly circling the wormhole or actually just totally down it in the dark. Before I get into it, I wanted to mention I thought it was a whole episode that I could have you listen to, but I think that it was just a a small clip that I had played on one of the shows. One of our old group members, he's not old, but he was just in there a long time ago. Paul had had a couple of things that really helped him when he was working through the group and working with me. And he said in the clip that I played on the show that the two things that really mattered for him were the meditation, which I won't talk about today, but he had a wonderful experience and changes in his life from adding the meditation and from boundaries. And so I I was really uh, hoping that you guys could hear uh, one of our group members talk about that, but I can't find, the clip is somewhere in there. If you're listening, you may keep going through the shows and you may hit the moment where Paul is on the show with me talking about it. 
What it is, is that we feel afraid when we are not with strong boundaries, because boundaries are our protection. This is how we keep our inner selves safe. And without them, like I said, we get anxious, we get angry, or we go to compulsive behaviors for relief, for protection, to not feel so bad. So I'm going to go through this article here a little piece by piece. Now that you're thinking about boundaries, this, again, would be a good place to be putting pen to paper and using your journal as a place to reflect because your mind is going to want to change it. Oh, no, no, no. I've got good boundaries. But if you can go into it and jot some things down and then check back with them and see how you're changing, see if you can shore these boundaries up. We'll talk a little bit more on how you can do that. But boundaries are a way of limiting the space, right? The the space between yourself and other people you begin to be able to see clearly where you begin and where the other person begins, where you end and they begin, however you want to say it. You can see you are here, they are there. And the healthy boundary is really the way to protect yourself. Boundaries are set to make sure mental and emotional parts of you are kept stable that you are protected emotionally and mentally, that you're keeping this just for you. This is your safe place, your home, and it's not for everyone to come in there. Our boundaries in life can be at different times rigid or loose, somewhere in between, and at different points in our lives, we may have had times where we didn't even have boundaries. A complete lack of boundaries can indicate that we don't have a strong identity or that we are enmeshed with someone else or that we are codependent. Having strong, healthy boundaries or shoring them up, working on having strong boundaries is real self-care because what could be better to, for taking care of ourselves than to have that nice protective area that, that is only for you? No one else can come in there and badger you or harm you. And that is real self-care. Poor boundaries, like I said earlier, they can lead to anger, to anxiety, to burnout even. And some of the consequences of not setting healthy boundaries can include stress, and we're trying to stay away from all the stress that we can. So I want you to understand that by shoring up your your personal boundaries, that you are going to have less stress in your life. This is a way of having a safe place to fall right within inside of yourself. You don't have to go looking for it outside yourself. You don't have to call somebody. You don't have to uh, go get a treatment of something. No, you're safe and have a safe place to fall right within yourself. Now, what could be better than that, right? What could be more self-care than that? Protecting ourselves. But some of the consequences, I'm getting back to that now, of of not having healthy boundaries can include more stress, financial burdens, wasted time, 
relationship issues, and mental distress. And I am not kidding you. This is anxiety in a nutshell. Not having a safe place within yourself to fall. It feels groundless. And when we feel groundless, we feel afraid. And when we feel afraid, we are stressed and anxious. The quote at the end of the show today is from a a book, and I want to be sure to remind you of the book right now so I don't forget. Um, It's by uh, Henry Cloud and John Townsend, and the book is called Boundaries, and I'll have a link to it in the show notes. It's um, been around for a long time, and every place that I have ever turned to learn more about boundaries, to talk about boundaries, to read about it, always mentions this book, and it is on my bookshelf and has been for quite a while. So again, I highly suggest that book. If you are finding that this lack of boundaries or weak boundaries seem to be something that you are struggling with. So what do healthy boundaries look like? Well, healthy boundaries allow you to you know, share yourself with other people to share personal information, but gradually and in a mutually sharing and trusting relationship. Healthy boundaries also allow you to protect your physical and emotional space from intrusion. And this is really important when when you are anxious. You need to have that physical and emotional space that's safe for you. Healthy boundaries allow you to be assertive, to be confident and be able to say yes or no and really mean it and be okay with when others tell you no. It's okay. You know, it's okay. You may not like it, but remember, we're coming back around that that might be uncomfortable to hear no, but it's not dangerous. And healthy boundaries allow you to empower yourself to make healthy choices and take responsibility for yourself. And that, again, is self-care. So what do unhealthy boundaries look like? Well, the flip side, it's sharing too much too soon with uh, new people. Or at the other end of the spectrum, it could be closing yourself off and not expressing your needs and wants at all. Unhealthy boundaries also look like feeling responsible for other people's happiness, feeling like you have the weight of the world on your shoulders. I know this one firsthand. I used to think that the weight of the world was on my shoulders and that I had to keep uh, the planets spinning somehow. It wasn't a job that I had volunteered for, but I felt like it had been given to me. And that is not true. That was my own inner self, my own lack of boundaries. Another way that unhealthy boundaries look is the inability to say no for the fear of rejection, for the fear of abandonment. It also looks like a weak sense of your own identity. You base how you feel about yourself depending on how others treat you. If you're feeling some of those, you may, like I said, want to dive a little bit deeper and do some boundary work and check that book out. Now, most people have um, different boundaries with different people. For example, you can have healthy boundaries at work, but have extremely unhealthy boundaries at home or with your mate um, or with your children. So you can see how it can work differently. Maybe you have healthy boundaries in your family life, but you have unhealthy boundaries 
at work, it could be the reverse, right? So really begin to look at your whole life and your different relationships with different people and different environments that you're in and see where you might need a little bit of extra work or maybe mending some of those boundary fences. Boundaries aren't a way to keep people out. It's not like we're wall, we're building a brick wall around ourselves. They actually make life as enjoyable as possible for you and for your loved ones as a result, because then you're happier. You've done your self-care. You're feeling good about yourself, and that can only make everyone around you have an easier time with you. And because your relationships are healthier with, with them, your life is just, it's just smoother. It's better. And I always look at boundaries as like a fence. I always picture like a white picket fence around my inner life. And I look at it with, I have a gate on that fence. And there are certain times where people can come in and certain times where I want to have it for myself. So it's not a way of keeping everyone out, but it's appropriateness. Back to having anxiety, you know, without establishing your own limits, you open yourself up to the risk of taking on everyone's problems in addition to your own. Or worse, you ignore your own happenings entirely. And those of you who identify as um, being highly sensitive of having um, a, a deep sense of empathy to the point of, of being a true helper, healer, you know, you know, this thing of opening yourself up and, and being, and taking on everyone's problems in addition to your own. Now, I couldn't do the work I do now back when I was anxious because I have much stronger boundaries now, much stronger, very different boundaries. And it's through the work that I've done and what, and through the work that I did in healing my anxiety. And so, Pay attention to this. This is a really great place for you to get a foothold on some ground beneath you as far as feeling like you can stand up and stand strong. Signs that you lack boundaries are things like your relationships tend to be dramatic. You hate to let other people down. You have ongoing fear, guilt, and or anxiety. You're constantly tired for no reason. You feel like you're the victim in most situations. You feel like a doormat, like others don't respect you. You're passive aggressive. You often wonder, who am I? You secretly fear being rejected or abandoned. Maybe you justify bad behavior in others. And you're always doubting your decisions. Your decisions are being disregarded by others. Question yourself to see if you have any of these, if any of these have come up for you, or if a lot of them come up for you, or if maybe nothing at all, but they could be a clue that you just need to look a little deeper and maybe mend those fences a little bit. Sometimes we have our boundaries broken by other people, or we actually sometimes allow people to break them. So look at those points and uh, see, ask yourself, ponder it, 
do you have any of those? Any of those coming up for you? If a lot of them are coming up for you, it might be a signal. So what does it look like if somebody has crossed your boundaries? It feels terrible, first off. You know the feeling. You know when somebody's come across your boundaries. So I want to give you some ideas of what you can do if some you feel that somebody is doing that or is getting close to doing that. And having phrases like I'm going to give you to use or make up your own after you've heard these, when you're feeling that your boundaries are being tested or somebody's just jumping over the fence altogether, this can be very helpful to have these in the back of your mind to use. And the first one is just simple no. And remember, no is a full sentence. Another one is stop. If someone is testing your boundaries or pushing on your boundaries, you can say, I'm uncomfortable with this, or that doesn't work for me. You could say, I don't agree. You can also buy yourself time by saying, let me look at my calendar. I'll get back to you. Because when we're first learning to have stronger boundaries, we may not be able to simply say no. It sounds easy and it's very short and to the point, but it can be very difficult to say it. So buy yourself a little bit of time, get out of the stress of the immediate situation and say, let me look at my calendar or let me get back to you on that. And then do that, follow up on it, but at least be in a stronger place where you can do that. When you identify the need to set a boundary, do it clearly, calmly, respectfully, and in as few words as possible. You want to remember not to get angry or or justify or be apologizing for the boundary that you are setting. You are not responsible for the other person's reaction to the boundary that you are setting. You are only responsible for communicating your boundary in a respectful manner. And this is hard at first. And it's, but it, if you can even just ponder that for a little while, let that settle into you a little bit that it is not your responsibility how they react or respond to your boundary. And at first you might feel selfish or guilty. You probably will, or even embarrassed when you're setting a boundary. Do it anyway and remind yourself that you have a right to this kind of self-care. Setting boundaries takes practice and determination. Don't let anxiety, fear, or guilt prevent you from taking care of yourself. This is real self-care. When you feel anger or resentment or find yourself whining or complaining, you probably need to set a boundary. Listen to yourself, determine what you need to do or say, and then communicate it assertively. So again, guys, this takes a lot of practice and it's a process. It doesn't happen overnight. It's not like a light switch. It's something that will build upon itself and you will get stronger and more confident as you go forward. But start and start small, but start. And I think that you will be very pleased over time where this setting of boundaries will take you. I'll be looking forward to hearing from you guys to hear how this is going for you. So feel free to send an email, anxietycoachespodcast at gmail.com. 
That's it for today's episode. And before I read today's quote, I want to remind you that if you want more than what's offered here and more personal guidance, you might be ready for our group coaching membership program. It's a deeper dive into what you learn here on these episodes. Each month, you'll receive two anxiety clearing skill sheets sent in email. You'll also receive two live group coaching calls, which are recorded in case you can't attend. Those will help guide you through your challenges. And there's also a secret Facebook group for coach and community support every day, all month long. So if you're ready for more, go to anxietycoachespodcast.com slash group dash coaching and join today. I'd love to see you in the group. And now for today's quote. We change our behavior when the pain of staying in the same becomes greater than the pain of changing. Consequences give us the pain that motivates us to change. And that's from Dr. Henry Cloud and Dr. John Townsend. I'll be back in a few more days with another podcast. Until then, be well and aloha. Thanks so much for joining us for today's episode of the Anxiety Coaches Podcast. Find more information at the anxietycoachespodcast.com.